I'm here with Gina from Stormy Cromer. Gina, how are you? What's going on in Ironwood today? I'm good. Um, I'm a little tired. We've been running like 24-7, it feels like, to with what we're doing, but li life is good in Ironwood. Yeah, so what are you doing? So in Ironwood, Stormy Cromer has a manufacturing facility that's been there for, for how long? Well, we our facility that we've had here is, is um, we've had it here since 58. Um, my grandpa actually started this sewing factory. You know, Stormy Cromer hasn't been with us that long, but our, we've been sewing here, my family has since 58. And uh, so we were able to take that expertise and pivot to do something useful. That's amazing. And so how, how big is the, the facility that you have there and, and what, what were you doing before a month ago in that facility? Uh, sure. So we've got about 80,000 square feet um, a, in a couple of buildings. Um, our main manufacturing building is, is about half of that. Um, and, you know, a month ago, um, a good portion of that factory was sewing Stormy Cromer caps and apparel and accessories, starting to put load up stuff on the shelves for the fall and start starting to um, produce the new products that we have coming out this fall. And then um, we also do contract sewing. A lot of that is more industrial. And so we were also running um, awnings for RVs, um, little canopies for uh, those like cedar swing sets that you can picture in people's sure. um, backyards. Um, also a line doing some covers and, and things, industrial stuff for like a boss snowplow, um, a big paper systems company um, in the Midwest. So, you know, we're doing about half Stormy Kramer and a half of these other, you know, slightly more industrial projects. And then um, it's amazing, right? Like uh, up till a couple of weeks ago, we never heard the phrases social isolation or right. personal protective equipment and anything like that. Um, at, at what point did, did the idea to pivot your manufacturing start as a real conversation for you guys? Um, we started having conversations like, uh, must, I'm looking at the calendar, I think it was the 20th of March, um, because we were starting to get phone calls from people um, asking if we, um, you know, if we could do that, if, if they, we had the capacity to start making masks and gowns and potentially some other um, items. And um, we hadn't had a stay-at-home order quite yet. It was coming a few days later. But we were certainly feeling that things were about to change pretty significantly in, in business and in our world. Um, and we also felt that, you know, the people we were talking to, their needs were obviously pretty desperate and very, you know, critical. And so we started talking over that weekend and started to do sampling and prototyping um, on masks specifically to start with. And we were working with one hospital in, um, in Wisconsin and really kind of making it to their specifications to start with. And, and then we were able to offer it to more people, but worked with them to get it right. And in fact, on that Sunday night, um, actually my husband drove a couple of prototypes halfway to Madison um, to meet the purchasing person from this hospital so that he would have those samples for first thing Monday morning to, for some nurses to test and try and for them to put through their industrial laundry and things like that. So it, it happened super quickly um and then that was sunday night by by wednesday tuesday tuesday or wednesday can't remember it's all a blur we were we were starting production <laughs> it's that's pretty it's a pretty fast turnaround it's pretty it was, amazing 
unbelievably fast considering how long it normally takes to get a, you know a new product through all of the processes that, that go into you know taking an idea and getting it on the production floor so our team was amazing and i can't say enough good things about their dedication and commitment to being here and to um you know getting it up and running and then we, we started with a small group of sewers that first day just to kind of our our best sewers to work through the kinks and figure out where the problems were and then we slowly just kept calling more people back and calling more people back um and i was actually on the production line a little bit this morning i've been trying to do a couple hours a day if i can because we're taking anyone that we that knows how to sew you know here we're getting them on the line at least partially and i think you know we we've probably got about two-thirds of our workforce here right now and we're continuing to talk about if there's you know appropriate work for more of our folks to do as well so when you said you started getting calls from all over the place what was the range of types of groups that you were hearing from so it was the first um couple of calls were a big hospital in madison um but also then a small hospital um about 40 minutes away from us um we actually got a call from that town's mayor and she was looking for things for the hospital but also for their police and fire departments Mm. um to be wearing and also because wisconsin was in fact tomorrow is wisconsin's primary and they're, they're going ahead with it and so they were already thinking ahead to poll workers and what kind of protection they were going to need um for that so even from the beginning it was an odd mix of you know a, an assorted mix of kinds of institutions but since then we've heard from um a lot of nursing homes um a, a lot of uh funeral homes actually as well um, mental health facilities, um, and then hospitals, large and small, um, doctor's offices, small doctor's offices um, that just have a small group of folks and need that protection. Um, and then we thought that we had some extra capacity and could start offering them more to the general public. Um, and the response there was really huge. And we had to kind of back away from that over the weekend um, because we were surpassing our capacity. So um, oh it really feels like everyone is looking for some kind of protection right now um we're just doing our best to, to pump out as many as we can on a daily basis and so what is the the design spec for what you're making i mean did you did you is there a, a universal design that everybody's making and you're just making it with the materials that you have or is it more customized and um i mean how did how, how does this the new the new direction of the Stormy Cromer factory go. Right, so it's not an N95 mask, so I want to be clear about that. It's not, so it's not, we don't have the equipment and the access to the materials to do that. Sure. Right. Um, but it is, you know, there's, even if you go on the internet and just try to Google a pattern for a face mask, it's pretty, you know, the actual pattern is, is pretty similar to anything you'd find out there. We're making a version with elastic and a version with ties. Um, what we were able to find um, that would be different than one that you might make at home um, through a fabric source we had that that kind of buys overruns and excess or slightly uh, out of spec technical fabrics um, for bigger companies and we have a good relationship with them. We are able to find kind of a perfect fabric for now um, for the exterior of the mask. So it's a really thin um, non-woven fabric that's coated in polypropylene so it's essentially waterproof so you've got this sort of waterproof outer layer and then it's just we're using up cotton that we had on hand for the inside and it's all 
find this, you know, whatever we could find in our warehouse that's kind of makes sense. Um, so we're using up all kinds of stuff. And so there are, there are all different patterns on the inside, <laughs> what we can find. And we're using just binding um, that we had on hand as well. And that's, you know, again, all kinds of crazy colors are going through the line. We're just using what we have. So um, we were able to, to use kind of a basic design, but with some materials that we found that really made sense. And so how many, how long does it take to make a mask and, and how many are you guys putting out right now? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know the minutes uh, offhand on the mask. We are um, consistently producing 2,500 a day right now. Wow. Um, and we're also making two to 300 gowns at the moment. Um, and wow. we're looking at a fairly big order of gowns um, that we're working on. So we might, we're going to potentially be doing a lot more gowns as we go forward so um like i said the need is 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 big and we keep seeing these news headlines of you know much bigger companies than us switching to making these things and they're talking about these huge numbers that they're making but it still seems like all of that capacity it's still not enough so i think there is a space for us making 2500 a day there's still plenty of people that are trying to you know feel protected and and get what they need to feel safe and try to figure the whole thing out. What about the gowns? Is that also uh, um, uh, not a disposable gown? It would be more of a multiple multiple wearing. Yeah, we're making. We made a small first batch of some disposable ones, um, but that was a fabric we had limited quantity of, quantities of. But going forward in this bigger order that we're looking at, yeah, they would be washable and, and reusable gowns. And so, while you're doing this, is there any of the any of your you know, quote unquote, standard business manufacturing going on, or has this taken over the whole facility? No, this has taken over everything. And, and also um, in the way that the Michigan stay at home order is, this is the way it needs to be. Um, so um, we've got a few, I mean, as far as on site, the only thing that's happening is this personal protective equipment. And a few, there's a few other smaller, uh, production items we're working on um, that are for companies that are a critical, uh, part of the critical infrastructure. So they might be trucking companies that we make tarps for, things like that. So there's a few small things going on, but only if they align with, you know, sort of this critical infrastructure piece. Um, I do have some people still that are able to work from home that are still working on some, you know, planning and, you know, some of our projects that are longer term for Stormy Cromer that were to be, you know, implemented in this, in the fall. Um, but there's very little of that going on. It's, it's a large, large percentage of our time and energy and brain power is being spent on uh, making this happen. I'm sure. And, and then, and what is the sort of outside the walls of the factory? So in Ironwood, the stay at home order is, is fully in place and people yep. are hunkered, hunkered down. Yeah. It seems like people are, um, you know, abiding by it quite well. Um, so yeah, people are, you know, and, and we're talking to our employees every day when they come back in and making sure that they still feel healthy and appear healthy and, you know, because we need to keep ourselves here that are making these items as healthy as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, our community is taking it seriously. And um, so we're grateful for that. It, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, you know, just kind of flagrant, you know, disregard for the, for the stay-at-home order. It's, it's been taken pretty seriously here. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's being taken pretty seriously everywhere. It's pretty yeah. pretty amazing and strange times. Very. Uh, do you anticipate?
a next round of this or even an evolution and make uh, any other types of, of, of apparel or safety equipment? Yeah, I mean, I think just in this current situation, we have gotten a few requests for the kind of elastic booties that go over your shoes, like sure. shoe covers kind of. Yeah. So we have looked at that. Um, we just may not have capacity. Um, you know, and it's so unknown, like how long this intense need for these items is going to last. I mean, none of us know how long this is going to go on. I do think, um, you know, that there could be the potential that there's some sort of medical item that we continue to make, even when this is over, um, sure. that we build some relationships here um, with some different um, organizations that we could potentially do work for, you know, overall. And, and I, and I do think, you know, just in general, I think this whole situation has made us maybe as a country realize how important our domestic manufacturers are. And, um, you know, we've, we've a lot of them, um, across the board and a lot in this, in the outdoor industry have stepped up to show that we're still here and, and we can, um, meet some of these needs. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as, as this all evolves and and hopefully someday soon we can we can be a little more out and about and, and doing our you know regular lives again i know not soon enough but no uh, but uh, at the same point i would agree though that the you know the interest in domestic manufacturing will go from kind of a curiosity to boy weren't we glad that we had those people there when we needed them exactly um well gina thank you so much i really appreciate your time